and welcome to my channel, Paul Despawn. Uh, we are doing uh, something new today. Uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of a look into various fandoms around the internet. Uh, today we are focusing on D&D. &D. Uh, we are going to be joined by a good friend. Uh, he is an IRL friend. He is a content creator over on Twitch and a D&D &D player as well. Uh, so yeah, we are going to be joined by the Mr. Luke Mack himself. The Luke Mack on all of the socials. Hi, Luke. How you doing, mate? I'm very well, thank you. How about yourself? I am doing fantastic. I am excited to talk about D&D &D and all of the various shenanigans that go into that. Uh, obviously, the first question would have been, which is the most important, how are you doing? You've answered, which is fantastic. Um, so for those who don't know you, introduce yourself. Okay. Uh, I am the Luke Mac. Uh, I stream over on Twitch uh on a on a relatively regular basis we've got a regular D, D game going that we play on tuesdays uh, and i'm also involved with uh another ongoing campaign on sundays with a, a another content creator called relentless zen nice um which is good yeah yeah um even even though I play two D and D games a week on Twitch, I still feel like I'd quite like to make more D and D content. I I but, feel yeah, that um, yeah, like for me personally, like I've never played D and D, uh, but I I watch so much of it online. Uh, I'm currently working through Oxventure at the moment in their stuff. I've done a ton of Dimension Twenty, trying to keep up with Critical Role as well. It's yeah, there's the big ones, uh, and yeah, just trying to get as much D and D ness into my life at the moment because i enjoy watching it so much uh so yeah yeah like i say yet to play it so but i can see where the uh the allure is but like what was it that got you into DD originally like how did you first get into that um so i have been playing about two years i think maybe a little bit less um it actually for me it came off the back because i'm a big wrestling fan mm -hmm. and it came off the back of uh the wrestling community so the Guy who is currently Dungeon Master on our Tuesday stream, the Savage one, Nicky Savage, mm -hmm. uh, he mentioned that he was he just started playing D and D and it was great. Um, and my other half, Amber, it's one of those things she always has wanted to play. So it kind of it was kind of a cool opportunity to just kind of you know try something that a group of us could try. Yeah. Um, and we did the classic one shot that comes in the uh, the starter kit. I can't remember what it's called now, <laughs> off the top of my head. But it's just it's just a little short one shot. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. <laughs> yeah, but but it was fun. It was fun. Um, and then we we started running kind of a regular campaign where we a group of I think there was four of us used mm -hmm. to get together and we'd just kind of play and just sort of becoming a character and just kind of exploring somebody different with somebody with different experiences was just something I ended up getting really into and enjoying yeah. uh, even more than I expected, to be honest. It was, it was kind of really fun. I was going to say like, how did you approach like character creation? Like obviously being a new complete newbie and stuff like, what was it like, like coming into that? And uh, like, Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Say. Yeah. My first attempt was, probably i think people approach it differently the impression that i get is people normally either want to be somebody who's going to hit really hard mm -hmm. or somebody who can throw lots of spells yeah but for some reason i don't know why maybe it's just the musician in me 
but I wanted to be a bard. The bard was my first character. Uh, uh, and I was a little bit unsure about the different races and stuff like that. So I just was like, I'm going to go with human. Human seems like a safe bet. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to have a rough idea. So yeah, my first character was Howard the human bard. Howard the bard, nice. (laughs) Yeah, Howard. I I, I don't know why, just the name Howard just tickled me no end. (laughs) Um, I think it's because normally, like, when you when you hear other people's character names, they're like, you know, Gothmog and (laughs) Gothmog Grimus. And things like that. And for some reason, I just thought, I'm going to go... It was either going to be Colin. Colin's always a good go-to name. Oh, a good one, yeah. Or Howard. Um, Yeah. But I did fall into the trap that people tend to fall in with bards, where I would just hit on everything. Everything and everyone. I'm just constantly going, hey, what's up? (laughs) When you said hit on everything, I thought you meant, like, just walk up and punch everyone. But, like, no. No. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, just, just shopkeeps going, hey, what are you doing later? (laughs) <laughs> it's weird because every time i've seen a bard like anyone plays a bard it's always kind of like they uh they kind of forget that they have these abilities as a bard and just just walk up and punch everything because bards from what i see generally do tend to be really quite strong like melee damage as well but then obviously Sometimes. you've got things like the bardic inspiration and all that kind of stuff yeah it de- it depends on your build mm-hmm. uh i think my guy at the time because you you get you get your character sheet the first time yeah and I've got no idea what any of it means. Yep. So you just kind of throw some numbers into it. I'm using my Fallout brain when I'm okay. first building my character. So I'm looking at the things thinking, well, that sounds, charisma sounds like a useful thing. So I'll put something into charisma. Mm-hmm. That's normally where I go. Um, but I didn't I didn't kind of understand the, the different uh, spells and different um, capabilities that you would use your different stats for. I've yeah, got yeah. a better idea about that now. But at the time, I, I don't think uh, Howard was particularly well optimized. <laughs> I was going to say, when it came to creating a character, how did you do it? Did you do it on your own, or did you speak to your DM? Uh, was um, it like a conversation there, or was it just like kind of just jumping headfirst and the, run with that? The first time it was, uh, I mean, we used D and D Beyond, which mm-hmm. is a, it's probably a good place to start because yeah. I, I don't think I don't think I'd enjoy D and D as much if it was just you know pencil and paper yeah um and calculators and all that stuff i don't think it, i think D takes a lot of the um not a lot not all of the intimidation factor but a lot of it is taken out of it because D beyond does a lot of the working out of things for you which is fantastic there's a, there's a lot of admin that goes in at the beginning that if obviously all your modifiers and things like that and trying to figure all that stuff out that i can imagine well we're using d because i've again not played yet but i have built a character or two and just being able to just like have it all there in one thing just like just pick it step by step and then at the end it's like this is all worked out for you here's all your modifiers here's your charisma all your, your strength and all that kind it, of stuff it is definitely good for that mm-hmm. um yeah, but my first attempt was literally, I'm just going to have a go. Because often that's how I like to learn things, is yeah. just try it. If it goes wrong, it's not the end of the world. No. If, I've, if I've created a character that's going to die in five minutes, it's not that big a problem. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I just sort of had a punt um, using D&D Beyond, going through the actual character creation process. Which is... is it. it it holds your hand quite a lot as you go through the process, which is good, but it is still the first time you boot up D and D Beyond and you look at the character creator, it's like, What is what what do I pick here? Here's Are twelve races, any... here's yeah. all these subclasses. I, I, 
there is a little bit of me that feels like it is a little bit in the wrong order, though. Yeah. Because that's the thing, is really what you want to do is you want your race in your class first. Mm-hmm. And they've buried it right at the back of yeah. the character creator, which I don't get. Because that first page is like, oh, do you want to use any homebrew content? Do you want to use any Rick and Morty content? Which is weird. No. That's a weird <laughs> one that's always in there. Yeah, I, know, I noticed that one. It's like, why? <clears throat> well, apparently there's, there is a D&D Rick and Morty book. Okay. Um, I don't know a lot about it. I haven't looked a lot into it a lot. But there is a D&D Rick and Morty book. Maybe in um, the future if I get to playing, I might have to check that out someday. There's there's loads of like homebrew content and stuff out there. It's great like, when you get looking through D and D Beyond and look at the random monsters and crap that people make. Yeah, and the races as well. That's always fun. The uh, the fun one for me is because obviously I'm I'm a huge nerd uh, as we both are. But um, for me, my big my biggest passion as a kid was uh, Final Fantasy VII, and somebody sent me the link to the Final Fantasy homebrew kit, and I was like. Uh, th- this is why I want to play Final Fantasy. This is why I want to play D and D because I want to play the Final Fantasy one. I want to get to a point where I can run a campaign myself, and then I'm going to run uh, the Avalanche campaign. Sounds awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, we it. one one of our players. Uh, he's a big uh, Warcraft guy, mm-hmm. big into World of Warcraft. Um, <laughs> so he came at us with because uh, he wanted to DM. Yeah, uh, and he kind of came up with with a warcraft campaign and he was like yeah i've got like a four-year campaign planned but i think most of us were kind of like so i have four years <laughs> that's a lot that's a lot that's a lot to to to, <laughs> to dedicate to yeah but yeah um it's it is it's a versatile platform yeah um which is one of the kind of really so you've got your kind of fundamental game mechanics are there for you to use but you can play around with it as much as you want. So if something about it doesn't work for you, mm-hmm. you can tweak it, tinker with it. P- other people have created, you know, different sort of mechanics for it. Yeah. And I do think that's one of the best things about it is it, it can, it's a vessel for whatever crap you want to put into it. If you've got an idea um, and you want to play it, you can use the D&D game itself, the rules and all that kind of stuff, and just plop your thing in it. Just get it plopped. Yeah, I was going to say, like, when it comes to, like, playing D&D, like, how, how much of a stickler for the rules are you? Or is it kind of, like, kind of fast and loose and whatever's more fun than, like, to the rules, as it were? It it depends. It depends. I I am a bit of a rules lawyer, I'll mm. be honest. I do like to I do like to be the guy going, well, actually, <laughs> the book says... So I am a little bit like that. I, right. I, I try not to be, but but I'm a pedant. I can't help it. Can't help um, it, so it depends. I think if something's not fun, then I'm more than open to being looser with the rules. Um, but uh, I think stuff like that, you, you kind of want to roughly agree up front, as long as you all know what you're getting yourself into. Because mm-hmm. um, we, we play with different homebrew rules for like, like you, you'll often have to agree what a natural 20 means. If you get a natural 20, what does that mean? What's that going to mean in combat? Um, but as long as you kind of have an idea up front, um, I don't mind playing fast and loose, loose with the rules a little bit. Yeah. Um, combat's a difficult thing because I, I, th- I think my most of my enjoyment from D&D comes from the RP side of things, the kind of interacting with characters and interacting with your fellow players and yeah, yeah. Um, some of the puzzle-solving things. And I think combat combat's quite a difficult thing sometimes because it is just... It often becomes a 
right, I'm going to just hit him with my sword. Okay, right, I'm going to throw this spell at him. And I think that's that's where kind of playing around with the rules sometimes gets a bit more interesting just to sort of try and get that side of things being a little bit less uh, mechanical. I think yeah. that's as sometimes. I imagine that kind of stuff will come in uh, quite... Uh comes into play quite a bit if you've got like a good dm who's like open to you doing like wild things like i can imagine like yeah. you've got some who like you say like might be a stickler for the rules like right you have these abilities these are the only things you can do it's like well what if i do this with another player if they throw me up in the air kind of thing like like what is it like with like have you ever dm'd yourself or have you ever wanted to dm i i have tried once okay um uh i did i, I enjoyed it. it it's a lot there's a lot of plates to spin. I've mm-hmm. I've got I'm now in awe of all of the people that I've played with who DM. Yeah. Um especially like um Nicky's amazing. He he likes to self-deprecate himself, but I I genuinely find his games really fun. Uh and also Chris uh, and Alex, who are both guys who play on our D D stream or have done. Mm-hmm. Um and they both DM and they, again they all bring kind of different things to it, but uh I think most DMs if you suggest something that sounds like it's going to be a cool idea yeah. and it's going to be fun and there's going to be some kind of entertaining outcome about it, they're generally going to be up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is usually where the fun comes is when yeah. you basically go, what if I try this? Um, I'm trying to think of a good example now. The, the last thing that I can remember doing is I had a character who had Mage Hand and I was about to get attacked by... I think it was I think it was a hag. I was about to get attacked by a hag right. or something anyway. And I just said, this isn't in the rules for mage hand, but can I cast mage hand and just tap it on the shoulder <laughs> to just distract it? And just that So it's like it's not really what mage hand's for, but at the same time it's like yeah, Te- let's try it. And technically, see what if you had the power to have an invisible hand, you could probably yeah. do that. Uh, it's like yeah. Um, but it's stuff like that that makes it kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and most DMs, because I think any DMs, if they're too... Because you, you obviously, you've got the rules. The rules are there for a reason, and they do help, um, you know, give you some kind of a structure to, mm-hmm. to build your story on. I mean, the idea is to sort of try and have a story that you're all telling as a group. Um, but, yeah, you don't want to be kind of too much of a stickler, because it, it does stifle creativity and i I think that's most of what D is about is an excuse to get creative and to play around with ideas and to sort of use this stuff and see see what you can kind of do with it and that's that's the biggest thing i love about it really is just a an excuse to get creative and put on a silly voice (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say yeah anytime i've watched it the the most fun aspects of watching D &D, not just playing it is like when someone does those wild things and just like you say like using the mage hand for a distraction uh using somebody else's teleport to throw themselves 30 feet in the air and dive with a dagger uh, and it's like those kind of things uh, and using Misty Step and those kind of stuff like where where you use abilities that aren't necessarily built for that and just finding fun and creative ways. And like you say, I guess it seems like it is that like the creativity of D&D is kind of what the main crux of what a lot of people seem to love. Uh, and it is from, like I say, from the outside, it is uh, for me, it's that seems to be the most exciting part. And I'm assuming playing the same as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, again, the more you play it, because I think at first, when you first pick it up, you obviously, you're kind of trying to get a grasp on the rules, because um, there is a lot 
to kind of get your head around. Um, especially, especially if you're a spellcaster, spellcasters specifically, because all your spells do all sorts of different things, and they've all got kind of weird rules. Um, so my first spellcasting character, I, I played a sorcerer, Ganassi. I like I like playing blue spellcasters. That okay. became a thing. There's there's definitely a few of those that I've got now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. Just kind of understanding what some of the spells did and how powerful it can be and ways that you can kind of play around with them. I think that's the thing. The more that you kind of play and the more, especially if you get to play with a character for a long time, yeah. you kind of get a better grasp of what it, what they can do and then get an opportunity to sort of play around with that a little bit and see what you can get away with. Um, but yeah, I, I I do enjoy that aspect of it. Just Just kind of fannying about with a bunch of your mates really that's yeah it's that the whole the, the sandbox of it all i guess it's the the kind of thing is what's the most enjoyable part um i would say like you've spoken about that like obviously you've done a few characters now like what is your recommendation for like new players like like myself who's like to say i am i'm excited to play one day but it's like where to start and uh like begin the journey as it were um i suppose it depends um because like if if you're all new so like when it was amber and myself and we were pretty much brand new to it uh fighters any kind of a melee character is a good place to start because there is a lot less to kind of manage especially when it comes to the combat side of things i think the role play side of things do whatever you want really um you know as long as you kind of have a character that you're excited about the idea of playing uh, and you kind of want to get in their head a little bit then you play anything but um there are less kind of things place to spin if you kind of start off with a, a melee character yeah um and melee characters can be really fun and you know if you go with something like a paladin then you've kind of got a lot of options to start off as a more or less a melee character, but then you can get different kind of religious spells and things. Yeah. Um, but you can also multi-class as you go further down the line and, you know, learn some of the other side of things. But yeah, I did find sort of the fighting side of things is, is a little bit simpler if you've just got a weapon that you've got to keep track of rather than a list of potential spells that you need to figure out yeah. how to use. That makes um, sense. But if you are playing with like uh, some players who have got a little bit of experience or been playing it a while, you've got a group of people who can give you all the support and help that you need. So go at it, whatever whatever makes you excited. Because I think that's the thing is it's all well and good going to the table and you know play. Oh, what's the best character for me to play? What's going to be the most powerful character for me to play? A lot of the fun is. Like, I, I still need to find a character that I think is going to be rubbish. I need to make a rubbish character at some point that's going to be terrible at everything and just kind of have fun with how to figure out playing the game and, you know, doing interesting things with a character that's weak as hell. <laughs> yeah. Because hell. I think that would be really fun. So, yeah, um, I think if you've got some players around you who can sort of explain stuff or help you with anything you're not sure about, then... You just play a character that you're interested in playing. If you want to rain down hot fire on, you know, your uh, opponents, then you do that. You pick that character. If you want to be somebody with a club that just basically tries to stove people's skulls in, then <laughs> do that. Do yeah. that. It's all good. 
Yeah, I guess it's that yeah. finding finding what you enjoy about a character and just jumping into that rather than yeah, yeah. worrying too much I about think, it. Yeah, I think early on, I mean, there's nothing wrong with diving straight into a campaign, um, but I do think maybe running one-shots or playing a couple of one-shots and just getting a feel for the different potential characters, the different races, the different um, classes is, is usually a good idea just to sort of go what what you most enjoy doing, what you kind of enjoy playing. Because yeah. um, people are different. Some people like the kind of combat element and getting the big sword and doing that side of things. And then other people like going into shops and trying to haggle down the price of a suit of armor and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of that side of things really. Cool. But yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm going to say that just going into, uh, we mentioned it briefly, like obviously when you started off originally, it's like you went through D&D Beyond and things like that. Now that you've done a few campaigns and you kind of, um, like you've, you've got a few games under your belt, how do you like now as more of a seasoned player, like how do you approach like building characters now? Is it more a case of like you decide the kind of um, character that you want to build beforehand? Do you have a, like a backstory in your head as you're building them? Like, what is your like go-to now as you're building characters? Um, well, I've got basically a big list of characters on D. I think I've got like forty characters on D. Okay, maybe I don't know. So, because I do just enjoy going. Well, what if I had this kind of character? Um, I mean, I always find myself going for some form of good character. Mm-hmm. I have, I have played like not an evil character, but a character that was a bit of a knob, right? Um, in one of the early campaigns, he was he was an elf called Kalyan. Sounds like a knob. He was rich. He was rich. He came from a rich family. He thought he was better than everyone, and I found it difficult to maintain it. So it was fun. Yeah. Um. So, but it it was fun to try that. But yeah, I do often kind of go with sort of more, not necessarily good, but but characters that are trying to be good. Um. But yeah, I, I like to have something for... So I've got most of the races, because I like throwing my money at D&D Beyond for some reason. Um, so I've got most of the races. So I like to sort of look at creating a character for... Because I want to try everything, really. I want to yeah. try and play every race at some point. Um, and the the, th- the characters that are really exciting me at the moment are the ones that are from like the, the kind of monstrous races... And I really want to play a monstrous race, like a, an orc or a goblin that's kind of trying to be good and going against its nature. And right. I'm kind of really excited about that. So I've got quite a few of those. Um, yeah, so it's usually that side of things is just kind of looking at a different race and going, what what could be interesting about this? How could this be kind of exciting to play? Um I want them to be a badass as well most of the time. I mean, I what's 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 the point in building a fantasy character if they're not <laughs> a badass? Yeah. So most of them are kind of min-maxed for whatever whatever class that they've got. They are, you know, I've tried to make them as powerful as they possibly can be. But at some point, I do want to play somebody that's either either not very powerful or not well suited to whatever class they've picked. Right. Because um, I think that might be fun just to see. See how that works. See how that plays. As someone like who's got like a ton of arcane power, but just wants to run around and club people, yeah, or vice versa, Something along those yeah. lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I a, a human fun, warrior yes. who just wants to cast spells, like, no, mate. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, exactly that. So yeah, I, it would be fun because I, I mean, I watch a lot of I don't watch a lot of actual D and D content, um, mainly because it's just finding the time, finding a chunk of time to sit down and watch Critical Role. Yeah, at the moment, uh, is really difficult. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, I'm I'm not up to date with the current campaign, but I do watch a lot of. So, like, I watch a lot of Ginny D's videos and Taking 20. Okay. And they're kind of the people who... So, Ginny D does a lot of videos about how can you make games interesting or how can we make combat interesting or um, how can you make creating a character or playing... Like, one of the, her videos is actually about how can you make playing a not very optimised character, how that you know, ways to make that fun. And it does sound sort of an interesting way to approach it. It's just sort of playing a character who's not necessarily well-suited to whatever it is they want to do and just enjoying the RP around <laughs> around being a bit useless. I was going to say, there's got to be some like really good kind of like story beats that come out of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's, it's, it's something, because again, like I said, like combat can get a bit mechanical and it is something that I've been that's something I've been trying to kind of improve is to bring role play into combat a little bit more. Yeah. Um, cause it, it, it does become, that's, that's my only kind of my only gripe with D and D is just being sort of the, the tendency you can, cause it, it's really easy to stop paying attention during combat yeah. <laughs> because everyone's like, Oh, I already know what I'm going to do. It'll get to me and I'm going to swing my ax and then it'll move on to the next person. Um, so I've kind of really tried to sort of make an effort to think, well, what would I yell at? So he's about to get hit by somebody. Somebody's flanking him, but I'm going to yell something at him. Or I might say something, like I'd come up with a quippy line as I get my kill shot in. Yeah. Or just that's definitely something I've been trying to do is sort of bring a little bit more of that role, the, the side of it that I really enjoy into the combat, um, just to kind of get everyone engaged and hopefully people will start coming along with that as well but it's it's good stuff good stuff i'm gonna say because from knowing you and like from our history of like being in bands and that kind of stuff like i know your like creative side so i imagine obviously like you say you like the rp side of it more because that's that's where the creative kind of flourishes uh and yeah the way that you're describing it there is kind of like bringing that creativity into what is generally stats and like just like picking picking and choosing and rolling numbers it's that kind of stuff so yeah so yeah. I, I totally get that i i totally understand that um so i mean just to talk about like obviously the campaigns that you're doing at the moment what is the campaigns that you're running at the moment so you mentioned you're doing two currently yeah yeah um the two so we're doing curse of strad on the stream um so that's the one that nick is running that's on my channel uh what is that yeah, channel fun. where could they find that it is it is on twitch Twitch.tv forward slash the Luke Mac. Um, we call our D and D content Dice by the Sword, which, uh, which you know, I was quite pleased with that. I was quite pleased with that little pun. I thought, yeah, that'll be that'll work. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and we're running Curse of Strad on that, which is, um, basically, a, I think it's Barovia is the name of the country. I, I assume it's a country you're in and it's it's ruled by uh this villainous vampire character called strad um so yeah it, i'm enjoying that i'm playing so in that i'm playing a, a kenku rogue okay so <clears throat> kenku one of the racial traits is they can't actually talk 
Uh, all they can do is m- mimic other people or mimic things that they've heard. Okay. Um, and just for some reason, I've been desperate to play a Kenku for ages just because it just sounds really fascinating and sort of trying to play around with a character that can't really talk. Um, one of the things that we kind of agreed, so I spoke to Nikki beforehand, we kind of talked about playing the character. And it would, to find a way to make it not impossible, because playing a character that can't talk and can only mimic other characters is borderline impossible <laughs> because you can't say anything until other people say something. So I kind of built this backstory of him. Uh, he was kind of raised by pirates. Right. So he's kind of he's kind of picked up random phrases, but it's it's been so much fun because I can just basically randomly say pirate-like phrases <laughs> that might be borderline appropriate. Um so I'm really I'm really enjoying playing that character to be honest. He's 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 great fun. <laughs> um he's a and just some of the swashbuckler's traits as well, because I got to get to be a swashbuckler of course. which is pretty brilliant. You're raised by Paris, um, how could you not be? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but he's got some he's got some damn rogues get stupidly powerful as the levels get up. It's gonna be crazy fun to play. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, like um, my first character that I'm look looking at running is a rogue as well. Rogues, uh, rogues are so much fun. Yeah. Um, uh, I have played a rogue before. In fact, that was in the Warcraft campaign, and I really struggled to get into it, and I don't know why. What I've found for me is if I've got a voice for the character, I find it so much easier to just kind of slot in and start building the character around that. But if I haven't quite got a voice, or if I'm not confident with the voice, then I find it really difficult. So this rogue, this rogue was a, a, what's the name of the fox race in Warcraft? Volpira, I think it is, okay. something like that. Um, and in my mind, he was basically going to have like typical anime boy voice. So it's going to be like this, <laughs> I'm going to go up and stab him. But for some reason, I just couldn't, couldn't get into it. Um, uh, but then in another campaign, I played... Uh, uh, what's the name of the race? Basically, another blue spellcaster. I can't remember. Vidalkin, that's the okay. name of the race. Big, lanky blue guys. A little bit like the guys in um, Avatar. Right. Lanky blue guys. Um, and in my mind, instantly, I saw them, and I knew I was going to be this kind of wizard character. Modern Solus was kind of the character that I was like, I'm going to base his voice. I've got that voice in my brain. And as soon as soon as I had the voice, I was like, "This character's really easy. I can I can play this character for days. It'd be brilliant." Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's something I've definitely noticed is if I've if I've got a voice, it's really easy. But yeah, if I'm not quite comfortable, it's it's a little bit trickier for me to really get invested in it. Right. I was gonna say like, is is like the when it comes to like role playing, is like you've kind of answered a bit like, is it the the voice kind of important to you? Do you like? you feel like everyone needs to do that to get into character or is it all like depending on, on the player completely depends on the player in my in my opinion like it doesn't doesn't bother me if somebody else um isn't doing a voice because yeah. we we've we've played with plenty of people some people do a voice some people get really flamboyant with the characters and then other people it's just them and and that's that's great as well um for my personal enjoyment i want a voice i want a character um, I like throwing an accent in there if I can. So in the other, going back in the other campaign that I'm playing on Sundays, uh, 
it, I'm playing a gnome wizard again. I like playing small boys as well. I can play <laughs> a small boy character. I quite enjoy that. And he's got a, <laughs> he's got probably a borderline offensive Welsh accent. Perfect. And uh, I absolutely love playing him. Yeah. <laughs> I have so much fun. Um, yeah. So yeah, for me, for my personal enjoyment, I I I like to have a voice because um, it just helps me kind of bed in what kind of character it is. Um, just helps me kind of understand who they are and how they approach life. Um, but if I don't get that, it just, for me, it just feels like we're playing a board game right. rather than a role-play game. Makes sense. Um, yeah, but I, I, it's it's definitely not something that I would say you ha- you have to do that. Any person who isn't interested in doing that, if they've got, if they get fun out of it from another element, then that's awesome too. That's yeah. kind of how I see it, really. I guess it's what helps you immerse yourself into that world. If it is like just the backstory and just focusing on that, fine. If it's the voice that helps you connect a bit better, brilliant. If it's just building out the character stats, I guess like you're saying is like what is what is the best way to get somebody involved and like immersed is what's is the best way to play it. Yeah. I just got another voice. Like, how do you like work on that? Like, how do you choose the voice of the characters? Is it based on the character, or do you choose a voice and then the characters around that? Or, um, and generally, just, to, speak, just as a second point, like, yeah, where do your inspirations come from for voices in general? Um, probably a plethora, a plethora, <laughs> a plethora. He says. Um, usually, I will have built the character, and the character will somehow inspire the voice. So yes. The Vidalkin, it was kind of so he, he was a, a warcaster wizard. Um, so for some reason, just seeing this kind of tall blue species, it, it because of the warcaster nature. So he's intelligent, but he's been through some stuff, you know, with his race. Modern Solus, just so video game characters obviously are a big, big area. Yeah. Um, and Mass Effect is just full. Of incredible characters, so, um, so it wasn't a full ripoff, but it, it it was just because of the kind of character that Modern Solus is. It made perfect sense. It yeah. just was like that fits. Um, I played a a, a a a cleric. What is the name of the elephant race? I'm having I'm having a, a rough time with. Let me check. But basically, it was a big elephant, okay. big elephant man, uh, cleric, um, <laughs> and it just kind of influenced. Uh, he was he was kind of a hippie-ish cleric, right. um, so he kind of spoke spoke really slowly <laughs> and really, and it so it just it yeah the character just kind of influences it. And um, I played a dwarf character, and that just seemed obvious to pull out the Scottish accent. Awesome. So. He was he was he was he was a lot of fun to play as well. He was a bad, um, and he liked to drink. He was all, he was all about a bit of booze. They went full on stereotype then. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, stereotype dwarf. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. He had a lot of fun with that character. And then Davcas. I don't know why Welsh. Um, I've played I played a halfling before, and he ended up being Welsh. He was called Bungo Diggle. He was he was a halfling barbarian. I always wanted to play a halfling barbarian because. For some reason, it sounded a bit ridiculous, and he was—he <laughs> he had small man syndrome, right? Uh, which, which, 
which did cause a lot of problems because one of the other players that we were playing with was constantly taking the mick out of my height. And <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't control my rage and I'd just knock him out every single time, nearly kill him every single And he kept doing it. He kept doing it. Um, well, at least he always yeah. got a long rest. He, well, yeah, he yeah. had to. Because <laughs> he was knocked out. <laughs> Um, so just to just to jump in a couple of other things, and so like, what is it like? You've obviously we touched on character building, like introduction, like get how to get in, like obviously things like D and D Beyond, things like that. When it comes to actually playing the campaign itself, like how do you like approach like the story? Like, um, do you is it one of those things where you know there's it's going to be like a long term thing, uh, and does that differ in the way that you play like one shots and stuff like that with the characters? You kind of like. It's kind of a lot of questions thrown in one here, but like, how do you approach like a a a, a long standing campaign as compared to like just a one shot or a short form one? Um, so I probably should approach them differently, but I do often find that. So the advantage of a one shot is that I get the opportunity to play the characters because with a long campaign, you've got a character. Obviously, that character can die. But you do try and avoid killing the character if you can. Yeah. Um, but you kind of you've you've got that character and you're going to be running that character, so you kind of grow into it and you figure out what the character's strengths and weaknesses are. But you also kind of get to know the character and you kind of figure out the stuff that the character is likely to do or that might annoy the character or ways. So it's I do enjoy playing a campaign just to kind of understand the character. Um, and with one shots, I, it's probably a mistake, but I tend to have used them as an opportunity to play characters that I'm excited to play. But then you kind of don't get really an opportunity to get your teeth into the character how you'd want to. So <clears throat> I think I, I kind of need to approach one shots with with um, a little bit more of a. I want to say one-dimensional idea for a character because I think a lot of the characters I've gone into the one-shots have been like, oh yeah, this like I, I played an, an orc paladin a couple of weeks ago, and I was I wanted to play this orc paladin for a while. He's he's got this kind of you know his his whole family hate him because he's become a paladin and he's you know he's he's a good paladin and he wants to do the right thing. Yeah, but we were just doing a one-shot, so we were just kind of doing a a dungeon crawl. Uh, so it's just you know fighting a bunch of different beasties, which is great for then solving puzzles. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really exploring any of that the backstory that I've got in my mind for the character. We're just kind of enjoying a dungeon crawl. Um, so I probably, I probably maybe should be looking at some of the characters that that don't don't necessarily have as much depth yeah. in my mind. Um, I've I've not got any problems with the idea because I think some people play a character and then they don't want to replay that character. Um, some people don't mind doing that, uh, but I think some of those characters that I have brought into one shots, I might have to have to bring back up again at some point. Revisit those. I guess it's kind of that thing of like, the, is it the balance of like finding which is the one that the character you want to play as compared to which are the abilities you want to play with. As like trying to get that balance, like maybe go on the ability side for the one shots and your character side for the campaigns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the other thing as well is um, 
you don't have as much time to understand some of the abilities because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I've, I've been playing a couple of years, but I'm still far from an expert when it comes to D and D. So we, the campaign that I play on Sundays, uh, there's two of the guys in it, um, the giant Ewok, uh, he's he's another streamer, and uh, Conway. They both have been playing for ages. They're like constantly talking about, oh yeah, in three point five you could do this, <laughs> and in four you could do this, and I'm just sat there going, just listening. Yeah, um, five's nice. So, <laughs> so they understand the mechanics of the spells and everything far better than I do. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the other thing with one shots is I'll build a really powerful character, um, and they'll have really cool spells, and you think, God, I can't wait to use this spell. Um, but you don't necessarily quite understand the breadth of the spells that you've got. And the other thing as well is some some spells uh, are really powerful, but incredibly like situational. There's like an opportunity where you'll really be able to use this spell, and it'll be really cool, and it'll do something awesome. But that that time might never come up, especially in a one shot. Yeah. So yeah, I think it is kind of building characters that. If you've got a rough idea what you're going to be coming up against, then you know you can kind of build your character roughly around that and just have some fun raining down pain on some enemies and stuff like that. But yeah, I've enjoyed playing a few. I've not played that many one-shots. Most of my uh, playing has been, right, we're going to start running this campaign and it's probably going to last a few months. It'll always be at least a few months. Yeah. Uh, and then... We'll keep keep it going as long as we can, um, and I definitely I like playing one shots, but I really enjoy getting my teeth into a character with a campaign. It's 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 a little bit more my more my bag yeah. where, where we can. Again, going back to what you said, like gives you that chance to kind of get into the character and the role playing aspect. Yeah, yeah. Say, do you ever like build your characters like again for campaign stuff? Do you ever build your characters based on abilities that they may get in the future, and like do you plan out like cool? scenarios that might play out i've i've started doing that Mm -hmm. um because i think that's that's another thing is i've kind of it's been a learning process um so you know early on i was just kind of building characters uh and you know eventually i'd uh, we're, we're level two now oh look i can do this now level three oh look i can do this now whereas i think i am more looking at uh, so I'll start with a wizard and then I'll have a rough idea right well I, I know I want to go down um, the, a specific path so like my my Vidalkin was a uh, a warcaster which sounds fantastic and it is actually it's great fun because they're kind of your different wizards are able to do different things and warcasters are a bit of an all rounder but they kind of obviously in the name they've used to being used in battle. Yeah. yeah. So they they're good protectors, but they're also holy moly, could he dish out some pain. <laughs> it was good times. Um Check and out I think I am, spells, yeah. yeah. I have got better at doing that. I do still um kind of let the character dictate it a little bit. Um I was I was gonna ask like does does like things that happen in story like affect how you choose abilities as you level up? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Um it just it depends. Um I think the character that we're running in Strad, it the, the story does impact him a little bit. Mm. Um and actually Davcast as well, kind of some of the things that we've encountered I thought 
as you kind of progress, you think, oh, well, that's going to be useful going forward. So uh, he, he, I mean, he wants to learn a- a- any opportunity he gets. If he sees some books, he's getting his nose right in there to try and see if there's anything that he, useful that he can get out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I do like to try and do that. But as I've, as I've said, it's been kind of a, a learning and growing process as, as, as we've played more D&D. And as I've kind of looked at doing it publicly, more publicly, because mm-hmm. um, up until recently, it's just been a group of us. I mean, originally it was a group of us in our kitchen and we'd play D&D every week for a while. And then as kind of lockdown happened, um, <clears throat> it was over Discord. Well, a variety of different prep call, video call platforms, but eventually Discord. Um but the good thing about having it online has been it's been an easier opportunity to get more people involved, get to know some people, some people who might be a bit further away that we would wouldn't necessarily be able to play with in person. Um and so just you know, going through it and and kind of developing my understanding of the game and the rules and some of the mechanics and it's just been kind of learning more about how it works and how best to kind of approach building a character and i do think it's changed i think earlier on it was a little bit of guesswork a little bit oh that sounds cool i'll try that and i do think now there's a there's a bit of i have a rough idea what i want the character to be but i am getting more enjoyment and more interest out of the fact that well what would this character do we've really we've reached level three or we've reached level four these are the things that you can do what would actually interest the character and i'm kind of enjoying doing that a little bit more now 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 i've kind of got a better grasp of 5e and how it works and what what can be done with it um i was gonna ask like what is it like like obviously because you say you've played it both at home and over like online like, how have you found the migration to working online uh, as, in com- as compared to, like, the face-to-face? You know? I, I, so I've enjoyed it both ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, yeah, no, I, like, it was fun playing in person. Um, it does have a kind of a different dynamic, and it's, uh, it's a little more kind of, visceral and intimate i guess yeah. is the right word um but you can still get that online um i think the only the only thing is it is easier to get distracted when you're not in person so it's a yeah. lot easier you sat at your computer you've got your phone it's a lot easier to oh i'm i'm not i'm not involved in this bit so i can just you know check my messages this. yeah so I think that's the only, the only major sort of downfall is that, it, and you know it's understandable, um, but it, it is easier to to disengage a little bit, mm-hmm. and and I do, I do think some of the fun is being engaged in some of what other people are doing on the table, some of the other things that yeah. might be going on. Um, I'm not not claiming that I'm not guilty of that because I've definitely done it, getting distracted. It happens or, to the best of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's the kind of only thing that's been a big problem. Because uh, the other thing as well is there's so many um, like virtual tabletop um, programs. You know, you've got Roll Twenty, you've got uh, Incarnate, 
you've obviously got D&D Beyond. Um, there's things like Tailspire as well, which is incredible. I absolutely love it. Um, so it, it kind of frees you up. Doing it, well, I mean, doing it online, obviously, you, you kind of have to use those things. But those kind of things free you up because, uh, I mean, it'd be cool to have boxes and boxes of minis and bits of sets and all that kind of stuff and be able to create that in front of you. But for a fraction of the price, you can kind of come up with a similar feel uh, using different bits of art or, I mean, with Tailspire, it's 3D. It's basically a 3D tabletop. Tabletop is awesome. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, leading into of... that, I mean, like, do you like? Do you feel like you need like that kind of like a ta- a table? Because I know it obviously it's a tabletop RPG, but like, do you feel you need like a board, your characters, and stuff like that? Or have you ever played where it's just off the imagination of just this, someone describes the room and what's happening? Theater of the mind. Theater um, of the mind, I've, indeed. I've played again both ways. Uh, so yeah, we've tried both. Uh, I they both got different advantages um i find role play i prefer role play in theater of the mind right um because again i think a lot of the time if you've got a map a a map's good so you know what your locations are Mm -hmm. but i don't necessarily want a board in a tavern that i'm gonna move my character around because it, it it instantly becomes a board game again a lot of the time then. So I kind of just like, you're in the tavern, there are candles flickering in the corners and then <laughs> just that kind of thing. I, I'm happy with that and you yeah. can chat. Um, and in combat, that can work really well as well and we have done that. But I think having a board and being able to move a character around, see what different kind of cover that you've got or where everyone is or where the enemies are is is really good because it, it kind of it's an opportunity to sort of try and think tactically and and mm-hmm. play around with those sides of things so i in combat i do really i do prefer to have a tabletop of some kind or you know uh some form of visual representation of what's going on um but yeah in rp I, it, it for me it's a little bit it can be a little bit restrictive. Yeah, just tell me what the room looks like and I'll figure out the fun stuff to do in it yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Help tell me what it looks like, you know. And also asking, being able to ask, oh, well, what does this look like? Mm-hmm. What's happening here? What's this person doing? Um, I'd, I'd, sometimes you kind of get more interesting ideas about what's going on if if you're sort of using your imagination and then you can ask questions sometimes you'll ask questions that the dm might not have thought of mm-hmm. and because if you can see you already see everything that's going on in the room on a map yeah um sometimes you might not ask weird questions about you know what's going on by the fireplace or i don't know try to think of a good ex- a good example so, now how deep is that pit over there kind of thing yeah, yeah, those kind of yeah, questions. Sometimes stuff like that. Um, so yeah, just to jump right, we're going to jump all the way back to the beginning. What would be your biggest piece of advice for like anyone new to D anD D? Oh, that's a tricky one. That is a tricky one. Um, I didn't questions I... over here. <laughs> I mean, I'd just say you want to find whatever it is that you enjoy about it, 
and just go with that. Go with it. Um, I mean, in all fairness, it's an excuse to hang out generally with a group of people that you like, ideally, uh, and just kind of mess around in a in a world and play a character that I mean, some people like to play themselves, but a lot of the time it's a case of you you're getting an opportunity to just be someone different and you know walk in their shoes and i just think kind of enjoy that um try not be too intimidated by the character sheet and all of the numbers that you need to put in there and just kind of yeah just just enjoy it and don't don't take it too seriously yeah <laughs> don't worry about dying i think is is the main point like you can always build oh, another yeah. character you can always build another character and to be honest you can always resurrect there's ways there's ways if you want to resurrect a character it can happen yeah uh i mean it might cost you a few diamonds but it can happen unless you're undead if you're undead and then you get dead that's it, that's it you're yeah. dead yeah it's over dead you're dead yeah <laughs> awesome uh right then guys for so for anyone again we'll cover it that way for anyone like where can they find you online um most places if you look for the luke mac you will be able to find me. Uh, I think that's me on Twitter. It's me on uh, Twitch. It's not me on uh, Instagram. Some other douche has got that. Um, it will be me in other places. I've, I'm yet to expand my content repertoire beyond Twitch particularly. But yeah, uh, twitch.tv forward slash the Luke Mac. Play D&D every Tuesday as long as there's people who want to play D&D. Uh, and just do a variety of well, usually whatever I feel like playing, I tend to get on with. So yeah, it's good shit. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me, today, man. It's been an absolute pleasure to learn more about D and D and get excited about playing. Uh, but yeah, for guys out there, uh, make sure that subscribe button. Uh, but until next time, bye.